I reckon so. <laughs> I just asked her if she was turned on. I just realized as that came out of my mouth. She is. Her, her, her microphone. The answer is I am turned on. And guess who did it? I mean, are you turned on? I mean, we've already had the message today. What else is there to say? As the song said, we've heard this a thousand times. We've heard it for 2,000 recorded years. And then there's this. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah, but I didn't get my way. Yeah, but it didn't go like I thought. Yeah, but did you see the way she looked at me? Hey, yeah, but you know that they didn't even invite me. So this is what we have to deal with. So which is it going to be? What's going to run the show? Love will find a way. So love will find a way. Is that fantasy or reality? All together? Look, have another little choir here. Reality. Reality. Love will find a way. Reality. So take a minute and go back, just a short little minute, and go back through your life. When you were up against a wall, when they said, it's been real and I'm O-U-T out of here, or it's been real and you're O-U-T out of here, Was comfort there for you? Did something appear through reality, through the one power and the one presence that is God that said, it'll be all right. There's, a, there's, a, there's another way. There's a new way. Yes, it's painful. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's loss. Yes, it's grief. And yes, you'll be okay. Was there a time ever in your life where you didn't rise up? Think about you then as a community here, Unity of New York. Look at what you've rose up from. Not only survived through, but thrived through this last little bit. <laughs> Reality? Reality. Now think about you as New York City. Fifteen years ago, I was just down there at the memorial. Now, no sane person wants anything like that to ever happen again. But when it happened, that 9-11, did love find a way? Did love find a way through you to comfort people? Did love find a way through every organism to rise up out of that? Reality. Now, what scares us is trying to control a future. Not the future, 
The future is in imagination. Purely in images. And if you slide off into there and start to believe those images, it'll be terrorizing to you. Because it dredges the past and projects it into the future. Have you noticed? And then it's very, very scary. <laughs> Terror. A hell hotel. So let's not check in. And when we do check in, let's have some kind of spiritual practice in place that says, hey, I'm in hell hotel and I've got the key. I can check out anytime I like. But oh, isn't alluring. The hell hotel, isn't that alluring? Alluring. Let's all just give our chance to check in for just a few seconds. So raise your right hand up. This is the victim salute. Lay it right on your forehead. Oh! Nobody knows the troubles I see. So this is what we're dealing with, folks. This is what we're dealing with. You put bread in a toaster, and it pops up a little too dark to search suits you. <gasps> Burnt toast. Then you put your toothpaste on the toothbrush, and it comes out in a glob. <laughs> We've not even left the house yet. So where's the hope in this? So, no sane person wants children to be ill. Or you don't want an illness either. Sane people don't want illness. And is illness a part of reality since recorded history? Altogether? Yes. So if you are believing that illness is a problem and illness is wrong and illness is bad, then how are you going to relate to illness when it's your turn? And who would you be in the face of illness if you weren't believing it's a problem? Or it's wrong or it's bad? You don't have to love it. Same people would not love illness. You also don't have to be a victim to it. It's optional. So we're going to have the pain from the illness to deal with, but the suffering that says I shouldn't be having this is optional. So who would you be if you didn't make illness a problem, for example? Who would you be? What would it be like? Don't love it. Don't like it. Don't prefer it. Didn't want it. And here it is. How would you relate to it differently? Draw on your experience. Name one human being you know that's not had a round with illness. 
Did anybody? Isn't that something? So if you've got a pulse, you're going to have a round of this. Now, what brought you comfort during that illness? Say it out loud. Where was your comfort? In people, in resources, in prayer. Where else? Where was your comfort when you needed it? Soup. <laughs> Food. You know, in the South, it's like somebody has a loss or gets sick. Tater salad and baked beans and run on over there. That's what you do when people are sick or dead or half dead. Take some food. Go on over there. Where else do you find comfort? Friends. A phone call. Reaching out. Comfort. Love finds a way. So it's here. Here and now. Right here and now. Always present for us. And there's a little uh, safety pin thing going around. Have you heard about it? Some of you? So it's, it's, it's a physical demonstration, a way to take action that says, hey, I'm going to show love for people. I'm going to be comfort for people. I'm going to be a safe place for people. All people, all of humanity, the Alpha and the Omega. Now this means the highly enlightened and the knuckleheads. So who can do it? That I'm going to be a safe place for that. That I accept the human phenomena. It's not one or the other. One and the other. One and the other. So people care and they don't. People respect and they don't. Reality? So what are the consequences to you if you continue to run a fantasy that people are always going to care or always be respectful? What are the consequences on you if you fall under the effects of that BS? Disappointment, anger, frustration, apathy, pitifulness, powerlessness. BS is belief system, by the way. If we fall under the belief system that... People are always going to be kind or caring or respectful. We're loco, wacko, fantasy-based, mythology-based, not truth students, not truth tellers. The opposite of shining light. If we fall under the spell of that BS. So what would it be like? Did you hear some of the answers? How do we react when we believe that people are going to be caring and respectful and loving all the time? And then they don't? How do you react? 
Disappointed, sad, pitiful, angry, righteous, indignant, retaliating, vengeful. I'm a mind reader, by the way. Because guess how I know yours? Now, victims are very violent people. So when we get mad, angry, frustrated, righteous, indignant, disappointed, sad, oppressed, now who would you be? What would it be like? You don't have to like their disrespect. You sure don't have to love it. You also don't have to be a victim to it either. So what would it be like to get some balance with the alpha and the omega? They care and they don't. They respect and they don't. They like me and they don't. They agree and they disagree. Who would you be if you were in balance to that? Answer it out loud. Happier. Freer. More peaceful. Safer. Calmer. Saner. Happier. And then, how do happier, calmer, saner more peaceful, safer-feeling people live their lives. More serenely, taking sane, effective, sensible action in integrity, changing what you can, accepting what you can't, and knowing clearly the difference. So I believe this is what unity is founded on. Our basic unity principles. Thought causes everything. So the second that I call something a problem, what am I going to experience? A problem. So who just created the problem? You're quick. This is really good news. This is the gospel of the morning. Gospel means good news. The good news of the morning is, hey, if I call it a problem, I'm going to experience it as that. What's another option for me? Opportunity? That may be a stretch. If you can call it an opportunity, God bless you. <laughs> Carry on. Just be sure not to tell us it's an opportunity. Because when we're in hell hotel, it's the last thing we want to hear. Oh, you're having an opportunity. Oh, you're having such an opportunity. Oh, honey, you're having an opportunity for growth. It's like... Yeah. Not feeling much like an opportunity. Thank you. And 
So just short of an opportunity. You know, I don't speak in terms of loving what is. If you can love what is, fantastic. You may ascend this afternoon. We'll film it. <laughs> now, I don't love what is. I don't even like what is most of the time. And I'm rarely, rarely, rarely a victim to what is. Now, herein lies liberation. Herein lies freedom. I may never see it as an opportunity, but I'm going in that direction. And I don't have to be a victim to it either in the meantime. And then that leaves me more resourceful, more creative, more innovative, more willing, a broader perspective, a broader repertoire of response. What leaders since the recording history of time has taught us leaders demonstrating these capacities of self-differentiation, of knowing what is mine and what is not, and what is true for me and what is not, and then living out a life from that place, living from that place. So look around at somebody by you and tell them, hey, you know, I've got some BS. <laughs> tell them you've got some BS. Now tell them, but BS ain't got me. BS does not have me. I have BS and BS does not have me. Now tell them again, love will find a way. Love will find a way. Love has always found a way. Think about your ancestors. Do you think it was all a trip through the garden for them? No. But did they take one more step, one more step, one more step, one more step? Did they go back to ground zeros and clean up dust and dig for bodies and bury what they found? And feed what was left. Yeah, it's our turn. It's our turn. And we owe, we owe our history, our ancestors, we owe them that it's our turn. And to accept it may not always be a walk through the garden. And to accept the, the true, the reality of that. And even when it's dark or darker, frightening, scary, to draw on the reality, not the theory of there's one power and one presence in all the universe, but the reality of there is one power and one presence in the universe. And it is who is breathing me and it is what created me and it is available to me all the time so if I can't find God who moved <laughs> so I'm quoted as saying go within 
or go without. And I believe it's a time that we're in. That it's more important than ever to go within, to keep the foundation that we are on as individuals, as unity individuals, as truth students, as people dedicated, declaring our lives and devoting our lives to making a world that works for all. That it's a time to make sure our foundation, our individual foundations and our organizational foundations are on solid ground. So look for the cracks and get some glue in there. Get something in there that's going to close those gaps. That's going to pay less and less attention to this. Even with the temptation. Lead me not into the temptation of mind. Lead me not into the images of a future. Deliver me from BS. Deliver me from temptation. Deliver me from the allure of that. For here is the power. For here is the power. For thine is the power and the glory forever and ever. Here. Here. Right here and right now. Available to us. Available to you. So think about as we go out now to live this. Ways that you can be this. Specific, genuine, authentic, doable, practical ways that you can take a sensible step toward what we sing and pray and claim every single Sunday. So that that world is just a little less of a fantasy. And the world we dream of and pray of and sing about, that we're going in the direction of a world that can be at peace. A world that works for all people. And where does it begin? So it's really easy to want them to do it, right? If only they would. What's the chances? Altogether, hopeless, hopeless. So who can do it? Who can do it? If it's going to be done, who can do it? And you don't have to do it alone. You cannot do it wrong. And it'll take longer than you like. Apparently. So take a deep breath. Be aware of your breath and of being breathed.
be aware of a new reality right here and right now this morning. That this is the day you've lived your whole life for. A day of a spiritual awakening. A day that we deal with our own exceptions. Less yeah but. Less allure to check into hell hotel. More empowerment. More presence. Higher functioning. Resourceful. Collaborative. Innovative. Grateful. Grateful for those who've come before us. Grateful for the learnings we've had in our own life. Grateful for the reality that love always finds a way. We begin again. See if you can say that out loud. I begin again. I begin again again now. now. Right Right here and right now. God is. I am. I think it. I I pray it. I I live it. it. And so it is. As we speak the words, we understand the power of the word. Invited during this time of meditation to return to the breath. Be aware of the breath and be aware that you are being breathed and invite you to surrender to it, to literally, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually relax. Let the chair hold you. Be aware of what's holding the chair. The foundation of a building. Then what holds the building? Hundreds of million years old. As we relax, we renew ourselves in the reality of God as reality. God is presence within each and every one of us, the very source of each and every one of us. I invite you to begin to speak your blessings. Something you are grateful for. To speak it out loud. It could be a person. 
a relationship. What are you grateful for? What do you consider a blessing to yourself? As you're able and can, begin to speak it out loud. What are your blessings? blessed you as a child even though they all couldn't show love someone did who was it what were your blessings in grade school How did love appear to you in those early years? And then into junior high. And oh, the pressure to be liked, to be okay to fit in. Where did love find its way to you there in those adolescent years? And in high school, what blessed you? You may notice the mind is quick to bring forward what hurt you. Just notice that allure and go back to what blessed me. Where did love find me? How did I know love? Through college or early jobs, who was there for you? What opportunity presented itself? What doors opened? on through the stages and the phases of your life. Count your blessings. Love was there. Comfort was there. God was there. And then in the silence, begin now to use that power of elimination to lay down any baggage, any BS, any distraction, anything you can lay here on this altar this morning, that you do so purposefully, intentionally, and then active in our power of imagination, 
and remembering those beautiful lyrics, how will you live? you be in the world and imagine your tombstone and what will it say here lies Martha she had issues or here lies Martha she had ideas Here lies Martha. She had dramas. Here lies Martha. She had dreams and went in the direction of them. What will your legacy be? You decide. We thank you for this time of meditation. We thank you this time of spiritual awakening for this renewal, this restoration, this rejuvenation, this revitalization of our spirit and of our awareness of the spirit that is alive in us, that is our very essence, our very being. We thank you for this morning, this time and the place and all it took, the miracle making of a few committed individuals to make something like this opportunity possible for us. We thank you, Britt, for your presence, your heart and hands. We thank you, Board of Trustees, for your commitment, dedication, devotion. We thank you, all this staff, this amazing staff, this talent, and for those presents here that represent a foundation for all of humanity. And we literally begin again. And so it is.